Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast, where our mission is the commission to make disciples. Join us as we delve into candid discussions, share inspiring stories, and take practical steps in growing together as dynamic ambassadors for the gospel. Get ready to embrace your purpose as a laborer in God's harvest field. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Katie and Caitlin. Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast. My name is Katie, and this is my co-host, Caitlin. And we are just super excited for this first episode. Um, This whole project is really just born out of a lot of prayer and community, and we're just really excited to bring it to you today. Yeah. So we actually started this podcast um, on a day when I was fasting and praying. I was just sitting in my living room, and I was beholding God. I was thinking about Revelation 4 and 5 and how there's a lamb on a throne and he's worthy. Um, So I'm just beholding God and he just started to speak to me. And it was really just practical things on how do you equip the people that wanna go to the nations with what they need. And so it was so good. I was like, I have to text Katie because we just (laughs) love to talk about this stuff and pray for you guys. And so we just started texting and she was like, man, we should just make a podcast out of this revelation. So here we are harvest time. Yeah. It's super cool. And like, as you guys heard in the intro, it's all about empowering young disciples. So those of you that are listening are likely people that are on a trajectory of missions, or you are involved in sending missionaries and partnering with what God's doing in some way. So, you know, maybe you are a giver or a prayer warrior um, you are someone that advocates and equips students and families to go. Um, and so this whole podcast is just about empowering you and equipping you and really just walking alongside of you in this journey that you guys are on. So yeah, we're just super excited about all of this. Um, Caitlin, do you want to just give us like a brief snippet of like how you even got here? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we both work for a missions organization and we just want to mobilize people to go, which is what Katie was talking about. And I was sitting in this chair at my campus ministries worship service and there was a recruiter from the org we work for. She gave a five minute presentation. She was like, there's people that don't have Bibles in their language. And I was like, what? And she's like, that's a problem. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And she was like, we're doing something about it. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then she goes, hey, by the way, we need people who um, study cultural anthropology to join our translation teams. And I just felt like God pointed at me because I'd got out of that class that morning at 10 a.m. And here he was like using her to say that to me. And so I was really excited about this task. And so for a couple of years, she just talked with me. I did an internship and realized that it wasn't saying yes to a task that was going to sustain me, but it was going to be saying yes to a man, Jesus. And so then I said yes to the man. And now I'm doing Mm -hmm. the task of mobilizing people to go. Right. Yeah, man, that's just so good. I love that. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, um, I was an intern for a missions organization, um, in college and that was really a a high point for me as I was, um, just kind of on this trajectory of missions. I had caught the vision for the Bibleist people in the world. Um, there's over 1600 language groups on earth that don't have any scripture. And I had really been burdened for that. And, um, so I did an internship and, um, it changed my life. Uh, hopefully we'll have a chance for me to unpack a little bit more of that, um, at another time. But, um, after that time, you know, God was just spending the next couple of years really forming me as a person. 
and as his daughter and as a woman of God. Um, and so he spent a lot of that time working on me spiritually and emotionally, um, put me in various workplaces to gain valuable skills that I never thought I'd use again, um, that ended up, uh, really helping me land where I am now. And um, I find myself now as a mobilizer who is basically spending the best hours of my day uh, raising up others and discipling others who are going, who are taking the gospel to the nations. Um, and I also get the opportunity to use administrative gifts and um, just, you know, managing projects and helping uh, with the backbone of mobilization. And so it's really been uh, quite an honor to just see all of the ways that we get to play a part in the Great Commission. Um, it's not just about going, it's about making disciples. Uh, it's about um, being faithful where you are. Um, but more than that, kind of what we wanted to unpack a little bit today, um, it's not just about the mission. It's not just about the task, as Caitlin said. It's more about he who sends us. And Caitlin just shared a, a really compelling story, um, just about, you know, when we go from seeing the task to seeing the man, the sender, King Jesus. Um, and so, um, Caitlin, would you go ahead and just kind of read some scripture for us, maybe out of Isaiah six? Um, this has been a really great passage. I know for me and for our team this year, as we have been really trying to kind of be re-recruited in a sense, um, kind of seeing that passion reignited within us and our teammates at our organization, but also within um, those of you that were walking alongside, it can be really easy to get so overwhelmed by um, the, the demands of daily life, but then also just like the Christian walk. And we want to obey, but we don't always know how to obey. Uh, we want to live like Jesus, but that is sometimes really confusing and countercultural, even in our Christian subcultures. Um, and so it's passages like Isaiah 6, and, and I'll read Revelation 5 shortly after, that kind of help us zoom out a little bit and put us before the throne of Jesus and recognize like, oh my word, like this is, this is the one who's sending us. This is the one who is worthy of all of this mission that we're doing. Um, and so, yeah, Caitlin, would you just go ahead and just send us into the throne room? Yeah, I'd love to do that. So Isaiah is actually my favorite book of the Bible. So I'm pumped to share this with you. Uh, but I just want to give you like one practical thing. So something I do before I read the word of God anytime, even if it's short like this, um, I'll just pray Ephesians 1:17, which mm. is Paul asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him better. That's a really good thing to just start practicing in your daily life. And every time I pray that God will show me something. So as we begin, um, God, I'm just asking for our listeners and for us that you would give us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we can know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Isaiah 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. 
I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And he said, Here I am, send me. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, you guys, I love that passage because it wasn't until he was cleansed from his sins that he could hear God asking, who will I send? Mm -hmm. And when he got clean, he said, me, I'll go. Yeah, I, I think it's just so beautiful that like, yes, we see this, this otherness of God in this passage, but we also just see this really personal nature of him. Um, you know, I think a lot about the prophet Elijah and and when he's, you know, mocking the prophets of Baal and he's like, can your gods do this? Can your gods do that? Your gods don't even hear you. Your gods don't even speak to you. And then we have this absolutely beautiful picture in Isaiah six, where Isaiah hears the voice of the Lord. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it's not even it. So then Isaiah, he says like, here I am, like, I'll do it. Um, but like, I, I don't want to diminish and, or make, make casual that commitment because God doesn't miss a beat. And he said, go and tell this people. And he begins to just unpack Isaiah's assignment. But if you guys notice, and, and Caitlin and I talk about this all the time, like you will hear us repeat this over and over and over again. You can't have the assignment until you have alignment. And, and that's truly the difference is that Isaiah had to be aligned with not even just the mission of God, but with the character of God. Yeah. Um, before he could even say, here I am. And so that was super crucial to, to Isaiah's commission here. So yeah. Beautiful. That's so yeah. good. Do you have any other thoughts on that, Caitlin? Yeah. I mean, heart posture will always lead to assignment, but he never promised assignment would be easy. You guys mm -hmm. ought to keep reading in Isaiah six and Go see like the humdinger God gives him. Go for it. But yeah. it's so worth it. Um, so yeah, you guys can check that out, but we'll just keep, uh, keep just talking in this vein um, of just mm -hmm. looking at God and, and hearing him and how he's holy and other and completely personal. Yeah. So we're going to kind of take it from Old Testament all the way to the end of the age here. And um, I'm going to read out of Revelation 5. This is truly one of my favorite passages in scripture. Um, some of my favorite songs have been written on this passage and, and I'll link a couple of them in the show notes just for your own personal worship time. Um, but I'm going to read out of revelation five. Both of our readings today are out of the NIV. Um, then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb 
looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Woo, let's go. I don't know about you, but I get chills every time I read that passage. And that's just based on the worthiness and the worship that's happening. But we haven't even unpacked all of the imagery and everything that's so rich in this chapter, man. Yeah, it's just so good. Like, here's the thing, like when you read passages like this, sometimes we get caught up in these like nuances, like what does this actually mean? What is this actually like? But there's like this childlike invitation in these passages to just use your imagination. Mm -hmm. You know, don't preach your imagination as the gospel, but you were given an imagination to interpret scripture with um, and just having a personal encounter with God. Um, so, you know, in verse six, when it says, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, mm -hmm. encircled by four living creatures and the elders. I'm like picturing a lamb on a throne, yep. looking like it got slain with these big heavenly beings, like, yeah. and it like transports me into the throne mm -hmm. room. And I'm like, whoa, like, this isn't just the word of God, like, this is God himself. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It does something to you, you know? One of the things that I've loved about working with Caitlin and getting to know her is that she has truly like inspired and challenged me in so many ways in how I read scripture. Um, I know many of you have a similar background to me as well, where, you know, we are, you know, you've been really trained to study God's word and to read it very literally in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, that is obviously so important. And we need to be students of the word. We need to be, you know, using helpful tools like commentaries. We need to be seeking wisdom from skilled theologians and professors in, in order to rightly divide the word of truth, right? Um, but an exercise that I've been doing uh, recently is um, getting a different translation of scripture, a different version of the Bible, like the NIV, um, something different from my normal study tool, and just reading lengthy passages, chapters at a time, and letting 
my imagination and just letting the words just soak over me. Um, it's been a really neat way to, to read and understand scripture. And there's been tons of passages where I've been like, oh my goodness, has this been here the whole time? Um, because I'm, I'm finally seeing the forest through the trees in a lot of ways. Um, and so that's been a huge, a huge blessing. And I encourage you to do that as well. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. And yeah, like, I feel like Katie's done kind of the opposite for me. She's reminded me like how beautiful it is that like, I grew up getting an awesome foundation in the Bible and like Mm -hmm. know how to study it and like interpret it rightly and stuff. And it's just been really cool to see us like combine and work together and be like, oh, like we can bring a holistic picture when we come together as the body. And I think that's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's been really, really wonderful. Um, well, we're kind of nearing the end of our time for this first episode. And so, um, Caitlin, I'll put you on the spot a little bit and just, um, ask you to just share with our audience, you know, what is, what is one hope that you have for this podcast? Uh, I know one hope we do not have is, um, we're not out here looking for, um, trying to reach the masses. We're not looking for, um, we're not looking to monetize this. We're not looking to do a bunch of advertising. We are just, two girls that love the gospel and the God of the gospel and love you people that are, you know, tracking with the great commission and are looking for ways to, to get involved as a laborer. And so, um, what are, what are you hoping out of this? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we don't want to, this is not a gimmicky thing, you know, like we just want to be as pure as we can be. Like, we love you guys. Um, we pray for you like every week, literally Mm -hmm. set aside time for like an hour at least. And we're praying other times too, but we really believe like there's a family out there. We don't know all of your names. We know some of them, um, but we're praying for you. And we know that God's going to do what we teach our preschoolers at church, great, big, (laughs) awesome things um, with our little tiny yeses, you know, that's kind of been like my motto lately. And so honestly, I think that's like what my hope is, is that you recognize that God is like, just so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's so, there's so many character traits in the Bible. Yeah. And if you can like walk in the fear of the Lord throughout this podcast, like there's so many verses, right? Those who fear the Lord have wisdom. It's a fountain of life. Those who fear the Lord lack nothing. And like the fear of the Lord is going to sustain your yes, no matter Mm -hmm. where you go and what you do. And so my hope is that we can like with God unveil Mm -hmm. the fear of the Lord for you and that you'll just walk in that all the ways of your, your life. Yeah. He will always equip us for that, which he's commissioned us. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's absolutely wonderful. And yeah, on, on kind of a, you know, Caitlin hit the fear of the Lord piece. Um, for me, my heart really is that, um, we know that with saying yes to obeying Jesus, whether that is in a missional capacity overseas, um, or just being faithful, um, in your career here and your family here, um, saying yes is very hard and it requires counting the costs, but it also requires counting the reward. Mm, And I don't think we talk about that enough. Um, And so, you know, as Caitlin and I have, we're we're still very new in our recruiting careers. Uh, We don't claim to have answers, but we want to walk with you and we want to uh, be good stewards as well in in getting um, theologically accurate, godly, biblical answers. Um, And so my hope is that in listening to these conversations, as clunky as they may be sometimes, 
um, we, we hope that you're able to take practical steps. You know, Caitlin shared a really awesome, you know, uh, prayer example before she reads God's word that may have just like flown right over you, but guys, like that could be a game changer in your relationship with Jesus, which is what all of this hinges on. Yeah. Um, and so don't miss those little nuggets that not, not just that we say, but also that your professors and your friends, people that maybe do things differently than you or have walked with Jesus longer or in different ways. Um, we're here to grow together and disciple one another. And so our hope is not that this replaces your in-person community wherever you are, but that this is just another resource while you're doing your workout or walking to class or driving to church or getting groceries. You know, this is just something um, that that is an addition to that. It's a tool for your toolbox um, so that you know that you have people that are in your corner. You are not the only one walking this path. There are many, many, many people out there doing this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Katie, you want to give them some details on like when this is coming out, kind of what to yeah. expect? That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then we'll just wrap it up for today. Totally. Yeah. So our our hope is that we're going to record on Mondays and, and publish either Wednesday or Thursday mornings. We haven't quite decided that yet, but um, expect a, a podcast every week. Um, and so Mondays we've got, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the typically the first or second week of the month, we've got um, just kind of a broad topic. Um, but then we hope to start including some interviews as well um, with um, peers. So people that are in your similar life stage that are actively walking these these questions and these uh, little yeses, as Caitlin said. Um, and then we're also going to kind of do a mini series within the podcast um, talking about prayer. Um, that's a big topic. It's a big topic for uh, our organization. It's a big topic. Um, kind of like the awe of God and the fear of God. It's it's an umbrella under which everything falls and aligns. And so you'll definitely want to be here for that. Caitlin is freaking out because this is probably her favorite topic of all time. It um, is. So That's she'll true. be she'll be leading the charge in a lot of that as well. But we'll also start doing some Q&A episodes. So I'll share more details about that as they're upcoming. Um, and our contact info is all going to be in the show notes as well. So we are not hard to get a hold of. We respond to every outreach that we receive in general. Um, and so we're really excited. Um, if there's topics that you specifically are like, man, I want you guys to talk about this. Um, just send us an email. We would love to consider it, add it to the schedule. And um, yeah, this is super flexible, super dynamic. Um, nothing set in stone. This is very much Holy Spirit led. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for tuning in this week. And we are super pumped to have you back next week when we continue the conversation. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Bye.